Welcome to the Refuge Podcast. This podcast was launched from the idea to encourage college students on their walk to class, drive to work, or maybe just the mundane task of folding laundry in the basement of your dorm. Our passion and purpose is to equip and encourage you right where you are to be a disciple that makes disciples on your campus. We're invested in college students, whether you're 18 to 25, taking a gap year, maybe a fifth year senior, or attending school virtually, this is for you. Or hey, maybe you're just tuning in because you want to be a disciple that makes disciples, and we're quite okay with that too. Thanks for spending the next 15 minutes with us. Enjoy the conversation. Well, everyone, we are honored and truly blessed to have someone that we love to have with us. We love when college students visit us. We have a great house that we are renting here in Hendersonville, and uh, it was a a gem to find because we have plenty of room for when students want to come hang out and stay with us. Uh, Some hang out, (coughs) Tessa Manning, for a long period of time, Uh, but we're excited to have Mr. Josiah Filliger with us um, tonight. He's staying with us tonight, and he got some plans in the area for the weekend, and so Joe, we're so excited to have you. Glad to be here. Thank Joe's you Joe's also um, a graduate, you know. He's not a college student. Well, anymore. I know, but... He's uh, getting his master's. Right. We're claiming... I'm still in it. class, technically. That's true. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. You're a student. You're not technically a college student. You're a post... Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But, Joe, why don't you introduce the podcasting world, introduce yourself to them, just say uh, maybe where you did graduate, get your undergrad from, and then where you are and what you're doing now. And I just want to cut in one more time. Jeez. This is Josiah's second appearance on the podcast. Wow. So, I have, yeah, I have. So, no yeah, you, you've probably heard his voice before and have. maybe an intro. But, you know, if you haven't listened to that episode, this will be very But useful. things have changed since that because that was early on. But he's our first returning yeah. Podcaster. Right. So really? Joe, take yeah. take it away. Congratulations. Cool. Well, I graduated from Liberty University um, last May, and so it's about a year out of college now. Um, but I studied sport management, and so the sporting you know sport world has always been something I've interested in, and so I'm now an assistant basketball coach for a Division two team in Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm earning my master's. So, hence why I'm still a student, still in class. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of the world I live in right now. But you know, the refuge retreats near and dear to my heart. I feel like I've kind of been around since the start in, <laughs> in a way. You have. I mean, I remember you guys, I remember hearing the conversations about you guys moving away from Raleigh and yeah. at the very beginning. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, why are you moving? <laughs> right. So I kind of got to hear the dream from the start. So it's been cool. But You are an OG uh, to refuge. Um, how do you like what you're doing, being a coach? Give us a little bit of a picture of what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I feel lucky to do it because I feel like I'm. I'm. I get to do my dream. You know, I don't know. I, this quickly out of college, a lot of people are, you know, figuring out what they want to do and wouldn't say that they're living their dream. And I, I think I can confidently say that. And so for me, that's a blessing. Um, but yeah, being an assistant coach, you know, I'm working on a college campus. You know, college students is, that's, kind of my wheelhouse. You know, that's who I deal with on a daily basis and, and with every day, I, I would say almost all of my efforts and attention has to do with something that involves the college student just because of the players on our team. Um, and so there's a lot that I've learned from the refuge retreat. I would say that has helped influence how I'm able to lead them mm-hmm. as well. But, um, you know, being on the court, coaching basketball, getting to travel a lot, you know, meet a lot of people, talk to a lot of people. Um, 
but really the the biggest part I would say I love about my job is the players that I get to to build my relationships with. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, a lot of, well, at least we hope, a lot of our listeners are college students, uh, and so talk about now being a graduate. What are some of your key takeaways from your college experience, like your the, your years at Liberty Go Flames? What uh, what are some things that you take away from now being a graduate? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I don't feel that far removed <laughs> because I still am in a college setting. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not, I mean, I guess I'm in the professional world, but in my own way, not like most. So, um, you know, that college years are the best, you know, they say it's the best years of your life. I would say for me, it that was the case. And so, you know, the hardest part I'd say is leaving your friends. You know, there's people you have become, you know, lifelong friends with that you now are, you know, we've now moved and dispersed really all over the country. And so the hardest part is you, you know, you're in a community for four years and then now you're exiting that community Mm -hmm. and you're kind of on your own, but you have to rely on, I would say just the, the hope of, you know, just a a new community that's going to come into your life. And so for me, I've learned the, the value in having you know, those people in your life, even when they do not live in the same town as you mm-hmm. and learning that that's possible. But sometimes it takes a little bit more effort, but um, it can still be done, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I think we can relate to that a lot. It's the same thing here. You know, it's like you move away from everything that you know, and then you think it's going to be just as easy to kind of build that community again, but it takes a lot of effort and a lot of work to get back to that place. But I think that's important that you said too, is just like still maintaining those relationships and like that that's still possible and that you can still have community um, that's not like just right in your neighborhood per se. But we were talking earlier and I just found it so awesome that you were like, yeah, this is like one of the favorite things about my job is building relationships with these players. And obviously with Refuge Retreat, we care so much about relationships and um, how you were just saying that that's just just sparks your passion like that's part of why it's what you want to do is because you want to build relationships so what does that look like for you as a a coach just pouring into the team in such an intentional way and for you we know that that is like such a discipleship thing for you to be able to pour into those guys so what how do you do that alongside of you know being a student still like studying for your master's but also your job responsibilities but how much time are you pouring into these students and what does that look like yeah yeah, that's a, a really good question and a good topic and um, something I've grown in a lot since now stepping into being a coach. Um, for me, I, I was fortunate when I was at Liberty, I was a part of a program that I would say had coaches that very much valued the importance of building relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of similarities in the culture that I was at in Liberty, now at Treveca, the school in Nashville um, that I'm at, I would say you know, our head coach was an assistant there as well. And so he kind of learned from those coaches just how I did. And uh, we're very similar in our, in our approach and how we want to how we want to impact lives. Mm-hmm. And so at both of those places I've been, you know, at Liberty and then where I'm at now, the coaches I've been under have talked about transformational coaching versus transactional coaching. Mm-hmm. And so like transactional coaching basically is, you know, what can I get out of my player that's going to benefit me? You know, when you think about you know, the pressures of winning and you think about, um, the potential, you know, there's big money in college basketball. And so you have to win, you know, to reach that. And so, and, in, in transactional relationships, you're, you're all about, okay, what can I get out of the player? Mm-hmm. Whereas transformational coaching is, okay, what can I give this player mm-hmm. so that they can succeed? Yeah. 
and there's a much more there's much more value placed on uh, just impacting their life outside of basketball mm-hmm. long term, yeah. and really that comes down to relationships yeah. and your ability to to value relationships as a part of your coaching philosophy. Right. And so I've been fortunate to learn that from some really great mentors and, and leaders in my life. And so now as I'm a coach on a daily basis, it's for me, it's about getting lunch with a player, you know, taking a player and getting coffee, mm-hmm. um, you know, calling them at night, you know, if or just being available to talk at all times, you know, always answering my phone when a player calls and you know, there's, there's opportune, you know, ways for me to be able to, get to know players in a way that a normal coach might not put that effort into them. And so, um, like I said, you know, whenever I go and I take these players and get lunch with them, my one rule is we'll talk about anything but basketball Mm. because then that, that removes the coaching title from me. And now I'm just a mentor or now I'm just, now I can disciple. And so now we're talking about life. You know, we're talking about their girlfriend, we're talking about their families, Mm -hmm. their school, you know, the things that's hard that they're going through in college, you know, or moving away from their family and, you know, real life stuff that those are the things that they're going to remember. There's a saying, I can't remember the coach that said it, um, but people are always going to remember how you make, how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily what you said to them, what you taught them or, you know, but, but the, the feeling that you were able to, to cultivate in their hearts, mm-hmm. whether it's a feeling to be in love, they're heard or known, you know, th- those are the things that they're going to look back one day and tell stories about, you know, this is a man that entered my life and, you know, he made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I know that I have the opportunity to do that in the lives of my players that really are not much younger than me. Right. I'm, I mean, yeah. I just said it, I'm a year removed from college at this point. Right. And so these are people that, you know, we speak the same language, you know, yeah. we struggle with the same things. And so right now I think that, adds to my ability to to impact their lives for Christ yeah. in yeah. you know within my career. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I there's a lot of stuff that you could take away from that. One, I think that is such a picture of the gospel and also the character of like who God is that he's not he didn't create us and then cause us to live this life so that he could just get the, all the benefit from us. He's he wants our heart. Like we see in the scripture all the time that he's after our heart, and so he's after that transformation uh, of you know living, you know yes, a, 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 the best life that we can live. But we see in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, plans to prosper, but it's it's ultimately all for God's glory. And so I think a lot of that has to do with the transformation part, and then just the relational side of discipleship. I think like if you're listening today and you you hear what. What Josiah just said, like let the challenge be for you to find someone. You know, if, if you're a college athlete, uh, find someone that you can talk to that will not talk with you about that sport you play. You know, like get out of that world just for a little bit and have someone that can talk to you. Uh, I remember when I was on this in this band, this scholarship band for uh, University of Mobile, and our mentor, who is an amazing musician, anytime we spent time with him one on one, I expected for him to talk to me about how I could improve playing the piano because I had a lot of room to improve at that time in my life. Still do, but for sure at that time in my life. And he just wanted to like talk to me and, and learn about me. And like, it was more of a discipleship relationship. And I think that's, what's cool about in any area, what, wherever, you know, whoever is listening, wherever you may go or what you're going to end up doing, find a way to build relationships always. And, um, what would you say, Josiah, as far as what you know that we do with Refuge and kind of the, 
you know, the message that we drill in on a lot of our retreats. And uh, how would you say that some of the stuff that we talk about, or at least that we are pushing for refuge, how would you say that comes into play with what you're doing now, or maybe your mindset of like what you're doing now? Yeah, that, I like that question a lot because it makes me reflect on my why. You know, why is it that I do what I do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say the why behind refuge retreat, the reason they do what they do, it's to it's to bring people closer to Jesus. You know, it's to, it's to encourage young people to go out and create disciples on their campus. And so with that being, you know, the mission statement of the refuge retreat, I would say it's similar to my mission statement as a coach. Yeah. Like my mission is to be, you know, enter the lives of my players and, you know, disciple them and, and, and hopefully lead them closer to Christ. And so the ministry model of the refuge retreat and the ministry model of my coaching, you know, ability or whatever really is not too separate. And the reason why is because that's the mission of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of where you go to school or what career you step into, ultimately the mission is the same. And so what I really have appreciated from the refuge retreat, you know, on the retreats in the Bible studies, like is Adam, like you're teaching, it's, it's straight what the scripture says. You teach us how to read the, read the Bible, how to apply it, you know, how to ingest it and yeah. and let it marinate and actually affect our thinking in a deeper level um, than it would be if you were just skimming it or, or whatever. Yeah. And so I would say the application of the lessons that you walk through and that the refuge, the content that you guys have created has makes it just super easy for, for college students to, to apply it to wherever they're at in their walk with their faith, but then also just in the environment that they've been placed in. You had mentioned that you kind of feel like you're living the dream right now. You know, you kind of have your dream job right out of school and that, yeah, you're, I agree. Like not a lot of people can say that they have found, you know, their passion that quickly. And like, they know, like, this is what God's called me to. This is what he's gifted me with. And I feel like I've heard this, you know, somebody say this too, but when your gifts and your passion collide, like that's when you know that like you're doing exactly what the Lord's called you to do. And, you know, I think, I believe that that's where Adam and I are now with Refuge. And it took us years to get there in ministry where we were just figuring out what has the Lord gifted us with and how are we going to do this together and build his kingdom. Um, So how would you say that you kind of came to that conclusion and um, like where in your life have you seen the Lord like work and move to kind of get you to where you are now to be like walking in your calling that you feel like God's given you? That's a dangerous question. You just teed me up. I could talk for like 30 yeah, minutes right yeah. now. Yeah, right here um, at the end. Right here at the end. I, this is, I could go forever, so I'll try to keep it short. Um, I feel like I I can look back at my life, and there are key points in my life that have directly impacted what I do right now. Mm-hmm. And so without going too long, because <laughs> I can do that with this topic, but um, I, I, I was able to go on mission trips to Belize growing up. You know, I started in middle school, went about seven years. Uh, seven different summers I went on trips and over the course of those years we did a bunch of different types of ministry Mm -hmm. Um, but there was one year in particular that I got to lead a basketball camp Mm. and so for the first time in my life basketball or sports in general was an avenue to reach people for Christ Mm. like I didn't know that it could have been I thought you had to do a VBS I thought you had to do Mm. construction or or medical you know I didn't know sport could be used for that until I was encouraged to lead this trip and I grew up loving basketball. You know, I grew up like that was something I always did. My brothers, my cousins, my dad, my grandpa, like baseball and basketball were like the sports we always played. Mm-hmm. So I just had this passion for that just, almost just built in. Yeah. And so 
now I had this realization where I'm on a mission field Mm -hmm. and I'm using basketball as a way to attract kids to come where they're learning basketball skills. I get to be a coach, but then I get to teach them about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And for, it was like my aha moment. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me I can combine my passion for ministry and my passion for basketball. And that can be like this superpower for Christ. Like, how do I do that for a career? Like, how do I do this the rest of my life? And so fast forward, you know, by the time I got to Liberty and got to work with that basketball team and I got to see a Christian staff be college basketball coaches at the division one level who emphasized discipleship and relationship. And they were showing me that these two passions can be combined as a career, but then as a ministry. And so that was kind of when I knew I was like, well, man, if I could figure out how to be a coach, Mm -hmm. it gives me a direct platform into players' lives where I can combine my two passions. And so for me, that's why I say I'm living the dream Mm -hmm. is because I get to combine my two passions into a career yeah. and yeah. the truth is we'll, we'll see how long it, it lasts i mean you know the lord could switch it up on me and i could do something uh-huh. else but like oh, yeah. right now i i know mm-hmm. where my feet yeah. are currently is the best place to be yeah well i love i do love that topic and you're right knowing <laughs> you and the conversations that you and i have had uh that could be a long one but i think it's it's a point that we that we make a lot here on the podcast and then just in general when we're talking with college students and then just in discipleship in general that, you know, God doesn't just call preachers. He calls people. And so whatever your career path, whatever your, if you're in the middle of a major right now and you're like feeling convicted because your major has nothing to do with like ministry, don't worry. Like that, that's okay. That's okay. Like there, you know, some of you out there that are in the medical field that just talking to a friend of mine the other day that was in the medical field feeling like, his mission, like in order to be on mission, he had to go into the ministry. And I was like, no, man, like your, your mission field is right there in the hospital, like every day. And, uh, so whatever it may be for anybody listening, whatever your, your choice is coming down the road, and maybe you're about to graduate or your, you know, your schooling is coming to an end, your mission field's right in front of you and God wants to, and can use you right where you are. And so if you have that perspective and that outlook, you know, take the giftings that God's given you and what are you passionate about? I remember at a, a passion conference several years ago now uh, that uh, Andy Stanley asked the question, what breaks your heart? Except he said it real dramatic. What breaks your heart? <laughs> uh, but, you know, ask that question. Like, what are you passionate about? What are the giftings God's given you? And then go be obedient to that. Um which is obviously what he's wanting. It's Matthew 28. It's go. It's the go part. Like go and take uh, what he's given you and go make disciples. Uh, well, thank you, Josiah. You're the best. We love having you here. We could do four more podcasts tonight and just spit them out because we love talking to Josiah. But uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you next time on the Refuge Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We pray that these 15 to 20 minutes have equipped and encouraged you to be a disciple and make disciples right where you are. We release a new podcast every Monday, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this podcast. That would help us. Also, to see a clear picture of what is going on with the Refuge Retreat, follow us on Instagram at the Refuge Retreat NC. Our mission is to unify a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus, and hopefully over there, you'll see just that. Thanks for following along, and we'll see you next week.